Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Raphael. Hey, um, our listeners missed the pre-talk and you just did an amazingly cool impression of a... <laughs> I said I was listening to Scratch DJs before I got on. How, do you remember Scratch DJs? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It made you sound a lot cooler. Do, 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 do you remember? Yeah. We remember. Yeah. Anyway, I remember when that was a thing. Do you remember the like, police oh. academy and the, the guy who could do all the sound effects? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what was his name? He, he's pretty famous. Yeah. I think he did an like a s- impressions act on stage, like a stand up act, too. All those guys were comedians. I feel like right? there was a lot of people who would do human beatboxing on TED Talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like we were going through a period where computers were trying to replace humans, and we were like, "No, humans are still yeah, <laughs> impressive sound boxes." What about um, what about TED Talks? What about them? They're still they're kind of you know people don't even realize TED Talks happen yeah. live anymore, right? They're Let's not. Sh- I don't see them on my timeline. Also, I don't mm-hmm. follow anything, but they don't show up. Sometimes you just hear like someone did a TED Talk, but. There was a big one this But do you remember when everyone was like, oh, you got to see this TED Talk. Yeah, Bill Gates or like uh, Al Gore is talking about climate change. <laughs> I think we move too quickly now for TED Talks to keep up. We're like, ugh, TED Talks. Sam Altman yeah, already met. A, a friend of mine did a TED Talk and it takes them a month to edit it. And everybody's like, ugh, that's too late. Yeah, come on, TED. <laughs> yeah, you got to do TED, 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 TED Talk TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> it's so terrible. It like dilutes this premium yeah. brand. <laughs> there you, was a you a, sent like me a, a meme, a little TikTok trailer of Jeff Koons on sixty minutes. I did because it was like Jeff a sixty minutes as a TikTok, so that already made me laugh. And then sixty minutes is interviewing Jeff Koons on TikTok. Um, I mean, it's just a clip it's from a, a trailer show. for the show. Yeah, yeah, but he talks about making only five of his balloon dogs and the first one taking seven years, which I think we often kind of refer to as long. We just had referred to as long process on the last podcast and, and it cost him $1.6 million to make, but the entire segment was about the, like how valuable the process was like, and like how hard it was. Yeah. But in the sense, uh, I always argue that Jeff Koons is in that sense, the best example of what what the art world has become like obsessed with like the story or the narrative of like and, hard work and value and money and like the mm, financialization yeah. of of the art world who who summarized that more in his work than jeff Koons? yeah but he was also like yeah i guess taking something cheap like a tchotchke or yeah. a hummel doll and making yeah, no, if, if you just think of like who is when you think of the 80s yeah. What what was the culture of the eighties in New York that was yuppies and like who yeah. who represents that the most? Well, in that case, then like the TikTok's even funnier as a conceptual work of art that I yeah. sent you because yeah. <laughs> it's like what could be le- like less respectful to the Jeff Koons legacy than him becoming a TikTok clip for sixty minutes, like old people watching it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so cool. But but you made it cool for young people, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> I I love him. I I love the character. I, I don't care for the work, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It. I just. You can argue with art anyway. I just like when art goes very far and in, in a certain direction, and he definitely uh, does that. My question is: Would you take a selfie with his work if you came upon it? Um, not. I, I rarely take selfies. Do Do you? 
One time I was like in Arizona or something like, um, and I, like at a mall and it was like, there was a Louis Vuitton store with like Jeff Koons in the window and I couldn't help myself. I had to take a picture, but I, I don't remember if I put myself in the picture. And you, did, you so. didn't do that when you visited my exhibition in Germany. So I'm, I'm kind of sad. I did put myself, I didn't do a selfie. No, I don't think so. Mm. You see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took tons of pictures of you and Christina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this week we wanted to talk about artist websites. Yeah, like a, this is like a prototype for maybe a, like a video podcast. Yeah, I thought about it. We could do a Twitch stream, YouTube live, whatever, Instagram live, TikTok screen recording. But I thought we could start maybe with just talking about websites and... and uh, well, artist websites specifically or just websites? Yeah, no, no, no. Artist websites for sure and how we came up and what websites mean now and then and all these things. And I thought we were going to review some sites. I was looking forward to that. Okay, that we can do that too. So either we do another episode with video. But I just hate video files. So No, 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 but you can do... I mean, it's going to be like the review we can say for a sec, part of this. Yeah. It'll be like my live reactions to websites you yeah. think are good. So so you just <laughs> you just um, review websites and, and our listeners will, will spell the URL and put it in the description and they can follow and all that sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, but your website doesn't show your work. I looked yeah, at it. It does. Does it? I mean, it has links to articles about my work. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Let's, this is an interesting case study because we'll start reviewing. But We'll start by reviewing me. It seems like not the Maybe, not what, like maybe that's trap. not the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's just, it, your thing is a Shopify page. Yeah? It's a Shopify yeah, right. website. Yeah, Yeah, I needed a low maintenance way to, and, and I wanted it to have a retail feel to it. Yeah, but so. but where would I go if I want to see all your work? Where would I no, click? No, it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Okay. It's it's not all here. But, I, I you know, like, there's enough here to give you a, a flavor. Well, the, so there's you, a video on the homepage. So you, you go to jeremybailey.net and there's a video. If you, Yeah, if, the video leads to a playlist. The like video a, leads um, to a playlist on YouTube, but that's not on your website. So I'm, I'm very no. interested in the website as a place. Yeah. 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 For me, I, so at the time when I did this website and, um, I was doing some other websites for arts organizations, I was making the argument that the internet no longer was a place. It was an aggregator. Yeah, that's why, exactly. So that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to start with your website as an example. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I just treat my website as an ag- aggregator of all the places that there's documentation of my work. Because like if it was made for YouTube, I can't put that on my website. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no, but y- what but you like, could do, like so th- this is exactly websites. my argument. Because uh, yeah. I, I, when did you start? When was your first homepage? Mm, probably in nineteen ninety six or something. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. So there was no alternative. You you had to have a website. There was uh, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't debatable. You either you have a place on the internet or you don't. Yeah. yeah, do you want me to send you that site though? Because it's kind of funny. You is it still online? It. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It's sblcommunications.com forward slash JBD, I believe. Let's see if that works. Yep. So you put uh, it on the here, Skype chat here? Yeah. 
So this was my portfolio site for my interface designs at the time. And it's uh, it was before retina displays or any display of high resolution. So it's tiny, everything. Wait, I can't figure out the Skype chat. Oh, oh there it is. Wait, uh, yeah. Okay. SBL Communications. Awesome. Oh, which is my parents' design company. <laughs> oh, cool. And and a sort of Winamp. Yeah. Now, if you go yeah. up to that little interface, the Winamp interface, those little buttons on the side, those oh, kind of sec- sections, like. Oh, cool. So there's a portfolio section. Yeah. With all my work there. Ooh. Um, including a wine website. It still I works. Why though. I would have put that on. Oh, Everything's there. Reachable. Even the pop-up windows still work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I hand-coded this myself. I was pretty proud of it at the time. Yeah, point. but so what I like about this whole thing is that you're controlling the vi- the viewing experience and then you're like, I can't put YouTubes on my website, but of course you can. But you just mm-hmm. assume that people find you sooner on YouTube, so why put it on your website? At the time, that was kind of my argument. Yeah. It was like a conceptual argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and then I guess the root issue is that you don't even... Uh, see the videos as your primary medium you think it's you as the person and the performance so you don't also want to I emphasize at a certain YouTube point, too much i was getting more views on like instagram and youtube than anyone was coming to my site like i remember the it used to be i'd get like lots of traffic to my site all the time and then over it just like if yeah you look at the graph over but of course years, you get more traffic in a place if the, if the other place's interface is better mm-hmm. so that, yeah anyway i it, this is a long um start to the topic but the topic of course is our website still necessary because um like our good friend austin lee he does very well on instagram and so a post he doesn't even have a website he does but nobody goes to the website it's austinlee.net but um he says he gets about a hundred views a month on the website and each post on instagram is whatever ten thousand hundred thousand likes and then like a hundredfold views, I guess, to each like. I remember when your website, you'd land on it and it was just a splash page. But now it's like the most recent exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to, my website used to just be, that. that's one of the things I wanted to start with is, is uh, it's a lot easier to make a we- website of your work when you just get started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like that's why I said when I was a teenager, I had like, you saw it. I had like 12 things I'd made yeah. in the, ever. And that's your, uh, your... Now it's like... But then you could argue that... Uh, you could argue that the Instagram and YouTube and all those places are art fairs and the website is your gallery show and you have more control. Mm, that's an interesting or you, it's, It could even be your own museum. So you could say uh, everything I ever made is here, especially if you make moving images, you could really put them there as a primary viewing experience it's not a reduction so you could make a little movie theater where you can see all of jeremy's performances you know like i could sounds like a lot of work though it is and that's (laughs) but that's exactly my topic like like like, um i made my own nft website to uh, where Mm -hmm. people can mint and that took three months of rainier's work it took a lot longer than i thought and Mm -hmm. um i could see why a lot of people wouldn't do it but at the same time it's just so nice whenever someone creates their own world i mean did you ever have an index exhibit that was like the you know oh yeah yeah open open source website of choice for artists portfolio yeah it felt more like not artists but designers but i guess artists too yeah 
No, a lot of artists used it. Used okay. It, like, I never, um, I never liked long lists of text as navigation. I prefer thumbnails. It's just impossible to know. Oh, which project is which? Yeah. So this, the, it's still getting updated. The last blog post on indexexhibit.org was 2022. And it's the, but it's that familiar format. Like if you go to most artists' websites, you're going to see list of works on the left as links. Yeah. Click the link, see an image on the right. And some text. We know, and that it's going to be an installation image. And we know that those uh, installation images are doctored so much so that Artie Veer can't make an entire career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of the doctor. Yeah. Just in index exhibit. 100%. So, um, like I'm, I was just critical of that at the time because I was like, okay, this this is one kind of internet, yeah. You know, yeah. there's another kind as well. Well, um, if for me it was, uh, I think if you look at the history of artist websites, the Jody's website always comes up because there's no navigation. You just go to Jody.org and it chooses it. There's a script that chooses a random page out of a whole list of yeah. pages, so there's no interface. And I think from the beginning they said zero interface. And that was that, their, that for the longest time was the best website in my opinion, artist website I'd ever yeah. seen. And I would I would routinely show people it because it would crash my browser. Yeah. And I was like, you can't even see it. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. And it said it, it said everything about the artist that you needed to know. But it, from yeah, my, like, and so yeah. I, I think they, they took the position that if you treat the web as a medium, you're not gonna make an interface same way that in a painting, you wouldn't put a list of paintings and then some smaller paintings next to that list. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. But that's um, almost like an artist saying, I wouldn't participate in an art fair because I can't control the entire experience. They basically treat the... Jody's example of, of the website as an experience and not as utility. Yeah, that's right. But that's my whole point, which is like, you know, I was interested in Fluxus and the, you know, show don't tell. So if, if the documentation becomes the work or Chris Burden would, you know, famously didn't document his work as an example, but he did, but whatever. Um, if you were making a work on the internet, especially performance work or a website, what are you going to take a screenshot of yeah. the website? Like, I don't know. Not you totally. always sent people directly to the website. But then right? for me, the whole idea was, Okay, I'm going to make experiences on the internet without an interface, but I'm putting each one in a different domain name. And then there will be a homepage where everything's collected. And that homepage grew over time because I also was doing installations and I wanted to show those. I wanted to share those. And you start to build your world. And then I landed at the blog format. And in a blog, you can have categories. So there's a category of websites or exhibitions or writings. I don't know. I, I think you did a great job, but I, I really hate the in the new media world. There was this like, it, be, it went beyond images and you had, people would create these almost like demo reel like videos of like, oh yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was like the interactive installation with, you know, someone, someone's shadow dancing in front of a projector light, you know, maybe like moving balls around. So what is it that, that went wrong there? <laughs> I, I, I want to well, get to we, the heart of it. It's very interesting to me because because it became like a show reel, well, but, like but, as if you're a but 3D it's, animator. It's that Artie Vierkant uh, position that the primary you could you're, you're you're also fascinated with eyeballs. So if you argue, well, most people see the work in the form of the portfolio website and now Instagram. 
That is the work. So then yeah. that it becomes the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And one of the things that is, is still very funny to me is that if I share a screen recording of a new work and I'm very excited about it, people are like, oh, okay. 100 likes, whatever. Then mm-hmm. if it's on a, the same exact same work on a huge screen in a museum with some people in front of it so you can see that it's big, <laughs> 10 times, 10,000 10, times yeah. the likes, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's because you you would because you're Jeff Koons. No, no, point. but but you would think from the Jody point of view, it's like you're holding a phone, so the whole screen is a work of art. You wouldn't simulate reality because you're looking at an experience directly. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like. But I think Rafik Anadol at MoMA is the best example of if that screen work had been live streaming on Twitch, people would be like, okay, that's pretty interesting. But it's the yeah. fact that it's at MoMA and you see a crowd around it and, and there's sure. the context of MoMA and the architecture. I mean, Jerry Salt still saw right through that. Like his review of that piece was pretty... I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was like iTunes screensaver artist. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was so funny that everybody used screensavers as a pejorative. And I'm like, yeah. screensavers I know awesome. you did a screensaver show. It's true. Yeah, so come it's on. True. There's definitely... I have a hard time accepting art criticism when the age difference is... Uh, there's such a generation gap that yeah. I'd rather see a review of someone who has experience in yeah. AI and motion graphics and who then can be more precise in their critique. Well, certainly I'm not interested in... It. Yeah, Jerry Saltz's opinion yeah. on internet art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pandering. But, but, um, but back to websites. And, yeah, um, yeah we, we can list... I thought we could sort of. We we don't have to critique websites now. That's maybe easier. Well, let's go. Let's go to a major. No, let's no, no. But website. I what I wanted to propose is not to critique websites, but to come up with categories, and then okay. maybe then when we do the live stream someday, I, I think we should we'll do, have a good. I think we should do this not on Twitch, but live in a. Uh, oh, in a gallery okay. or in a, in a in a performance space, and we should be judges and like have the artist website awards. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm up for and that. And so what what I want to set some ground rules if that's okay, and then you you can well, you, you invented the whole platform yeah, here, so. But one of the ground <laughs> rules is we have zero opinion on the art. That's not what it's about. It's about the website. Well, so, it does the but the artist's work, its representation would that not be one of the yeah, criteria like But you could have an amazing artist with a terrible website and we wouldn't say the work is amazing because the website is not. So that's one yeah, of because you had some criteria you sent over to me, and then I added one yeah. extra criteria. Yeah, you had the which was c- concept. Concept, yeah, that's because of the Jody trap. Otherwise, like you would be like Jody's website doesn't function. Yeah, so it's or you good. could have also intention. Like, what was the intention, and is, and is that mm-hmm. actually working? Yeah, yeah, and and like you could have the award for most comprehensive website. Mm-hmm. Or let's say that one category is the comprehensive website, which is hard to do. Another category is the statement website, or another category is the influencer website, or, you know, we can come up with categories. Yeah, the impossible to use website. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, or the, the very intellectual, lots of writing and, and well-presented and, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Most use of gifts. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but, like, should we try one, like, based on your original criteria? Well, yeah, like- I mean, when we go back... To the if we begin at the beginning, this Olia Lialina. Oh yeah, 
But not her, not one of her works, just no, her original. The website, yeah, exactly. So is it's, it oleolilena.com? No, it's it's art.teleportasia.org. You have to Google her name. So that's yeah. already like, how do we feel about the, the domain name? Teleportasia. So it's teleporting me somewhere. Is that Italian for teleport? Mm. Uh, okay, I'm on the site. This is what I would expect from this generation of artists. Yeah. It's impossible to know what to do. <laughs> so one of the I'm things I want to talk about, which I find yeah. interesting, is that uh, she embraced this sort of internet folklore of, of work that was not intended as art, and she grabbed that aesthetic. Well, the vernacular web, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and what I find interesting is that the modern vernacular web, everyone agrees, is ugly. Like the, the bored apes or the... Mm. Or JeremyBailey.net. Or TikTok culture. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... I've always liked that. But I'm, I'm always interested in these layers of nostalgia and these layers of aesthetic yeah, removal. Yeah. Yeah, so I can But the problem I'm having when I open this site is it's a bit... I see a, like it's a tiled background of stars that are glistening. Yeah. Um, but then there's like these lines that I think I should be able to click on, but well, I Well, you can't. have to click on home and then it, it warps you to... This other area. Oh, okay. And then there's like a, almost like a Jan Robert Lichty gray button with a flower yeah. on it that says home. Yeah. Oh, and now I'm being teleported exactly. through the solar. Yes. I must have been here before, but I don't remember that part. Okay. So this seems, uh, even though it's an old website uh, uh, or it's old looking, it is a trackpad era. I think this is much easier with a trackpad than with a oh, mouse. Oh, yeah. Moving around with a trackpad. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine with a mouse, it would be hard. Yeah, you'd have to have a scroll wheel or yeah. something. So this might be the most amazing or the most boring episode, listening to people browsing. Um, <laughs> I mean, now so now that I'm scrolling around... But do you feel like this is a... I'm overwhelmed. This, the, I'm does like, this website go? represent Olia's work well? Um, so here's the thing. Here's my critique. is it, it scrolled me to this place when I clicked home, and now I'm like manually scrolling through what looks like three columns. The first column is says welcome to oleolina's yeah, yeah. home okay that's cute and, and then, there's then there's an there's led screen back to documentation of real space yeah there's yeah. like a yeah document like a gif of a document a gif of a stack of books and links out on uh, yeah so there and so there, i don't understand what the difference between this column and then the next column over so we is could say it's a bit confusing observations observations of what yeah but we we could agree the website is somewhat confusing. It is, and that's I appreciate but the that's blue links. part of the. I'm sure all the code is like as pure as possible, no CSS and that, that kind of thing. It was last updated in 2009. It says here. Oh no, maybe not. That's digital folklore. Never mind. Twenty. I think she's oh, updating it. She, actively. she did use CSS, so uh, I'm a little disappointed. I thought it, I thought yeah. it would have been cool if the website was completely. Actually, there's this little appearing at thing, and there are live updates. Like, yeah. So you think until, there's a CMS? I don't know. Because it. No, I think she's going in there and copy pasting. Yeah, because the the website is, I think the intention of the website is to look very handmade, but maybe it's more high tech than we think. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't realize she had all these books out recently. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's why uh, it's good to visit artist websites and have some. That's updates. one reason. Yeah. yeah. I just I just find generally like it's funny because I'm my day job is to kind of critique um, 
web interfaces, right? So, oh yeah. So so one of the things right now, if I go outside of the the menu area, if I'm scrolling in outer space, the there's a button that appears that says view, and it it teleports you back. Oh, that's smart. So yeah. she ha that's like she did a user test. Yeah. And people got lost. Like, how do I get back? And she's like, oh, I better add the view button. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so my critique of this would be just like, it's kind of hard to know. It, everything is flat in terms of information hierarchy. It's time-based, which seems to be the default but doesn't that organization all method. seem on-brand to make it difficult? Yeah, no, I, it does in a way. But if you think about her work and her most famous works, they're works that coordinate themselves across multiple servers. I'm kind of disappointed that this is a centralized resource. Oh, I, d I don't agree with that. I think it should be pinging me between servers. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay, so I, I, Next. I went to Corey Archangel's website, and it used to be a full WordPress website, and then somewhere on his new website it said his WordPress was hacked. Oh, I know that he did that as a joke, I think. Okay. Uh, probably. How do you know? Because I remember he did a performance for a while where he would edit his WordPress live in the performance. Unless, but then again, WordPress gets easily That's hacked. That's my point. So, so, so yeah. this is my point back to, in theory, artists are like, we should be independent, fuck corporations. And it's like, oh, Instagram's really easy. And so my website is WordPress-based as well. And I had to put all kinds of layers of security because there were DDoS attacks, whatever, People trying to log in and da da da. So it's really tough making your own website, I have to say. Yeah, I have a bunch of old WordPress like sites that were conceptual that are on WordPress and I just let them become like spam yeah. machines. But uh I'm on Corio's site right now. Yeah. And, and so this is a no CSS website. It's just This is like if, the rawest. If if you look at the source code of the page, it's uh there's no high purity here. Yeah. But why is the copyright symbol on its own line? That's the one thing I can't figure out. Hmm. And then he's got a signature in the bottom right. So is it, it's double copywritten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, if you select the copyright, it selects the signature. I think there's a CSS error. Uh-oh. Well, who knows? Or it's just poorly coded. So if I if click it's... on social, there's a list of links. Is it using... um? I wonder if it's Is using it like a table. A Drupal? <laughs> what, there must be some kind of CMS here. Command. I'm looking. Do, do you often look at the source code of websites? I'm looking at it. It's just a single span. Yeah. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what is your oh, review of this website? Um... <laughs> Corey's listening. It's like, this is horrible. It's like a walk of shame. I mean, I here's what conceptually I can see how it's cool to not to like it comes off as the it's like the denim jacket of websites. Yeah, it's very Corey. Like yeah, like hey, I, it, I put the least amount of effort into this thing because it's all about the work, not the website. Well, it's it's also that there's an issue of um, if you reach a certain point in your career. I noticed that Damien Hurst used to have a really comprehensive website that was very detailed with metadata of each work, several views, high-res images, like the, the type of thing a museum would make before his own work. Mm -hmm. And he took that offline. And I think websites at some point have a lot to do with your market. And 
I remember he made all these dot paintings and at some point revealed how many there were. And I don't think that was good for his market. So you want to add a bit of mystique. And maybe Corey was at a point where he thought, maybe it's not good to give everything away and let the gallery create the context more. Yeah. Because if you go to about his work, you get a long, long list of blue links. It's like so long that it would take you, you know, forever to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to like know what I should click on. Cause if you click I, on the shows. Yeah. 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 So it, it, it's, um, I don't know if that's intentional, it, whether his WordPress was really hacked and he decided let's make the simplest, basically a list of text links and, and that's it. In my opinion, this is basically the internal monologue of every artist ends up at. I just want a site that's easy for me to update because if it's not up to date, then it's like, you know, under sure. construction. That, and that's not like tied to any specific time period aesthetic that's going to look dated. Exactly. Yeah. That, that I don't need to maintain because like the browser got updated. I mean, um, so right now I'm, I'm, um, I'm tormented because I made my website in 2009 and all my posts are 700 pixels wide. <laughs> and I looked and there's like 1,200 posts. Yeah, and, that is tormenting. And then do I make a new website that's responsive, but then all the old images are going to be blurry? Well, this one's super responsive because it's like nothing. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty smart. Yeah. But that back to your point, I guess he was like, I'm going to make this template and... It's not ideal, but it'll work for the next 40 years. He might be using a CMS like one of those. Um, Drupal? Well, there's one that I've used that's like way more lightweight. There are different lightweight CMSs out there like Perch and stuff. Um, and they just allow you to have like a simple form that you use. To, yeah. Like, add yeah, yeah, page. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are um, what kind of screen are you on now? I'm on my laptop. I'm not on my yeah. big screen. So I, I work... I, I guess we both have a 27-inch screen, and I usually work on that. Right now, I'm on my laptop. And so I've been looking at my website and other websites for the last month, obsessing over what's the best way to go. Because you want to update? Yeah. And it's not a small thing. It's like something I have to make a decision, and it's you know has a lot of implications and a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And now that I look back on the laptop, I'm like, oh, 700 pixels is plenty. <laughs> I mean, it's iPad dimensions. Well, my my website <laughs> you know. is fine on mobile. It's just on yeah. on the on the iMac, then the images are small. Yeah, I think. I mean, if I put my product hat on, my software designer hat on, I would say like, how does your customer? You know, if you looked at your data, how often have you looked at your browser data, and how? Well, you know, I took Google are... Analytics off of all my websites because I. I, um, you didn't want to have to have a privacy policy. Or that's one thing, and I also was like, "Why would I give all this information to Google?" No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's about the numbers. I think that's misleading because it might be one curator who goes to your website and is convinced, and yeah. that might be one visit. You know, I I don't think. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a good point. Because it, let me put it this way: like if a if a curator. If you wanted to do more performances and you had a website that sort of, let's say that you had a website that was activism for performance art and it was like a Marina Brownvich type of institution to get more people involved with performance and digital and whatever, mm-hmm. 
and it might not have a lot of visits, but you might get a lot of, I guess, in, in the business terminology, the conversion rate might be really high. So, yeah, I mean, I always cared more about SEO. So that's why a Shopify is good because it's like auto optimizes my SEO. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I had so I have a, someone who works Rainier. He's, he's my, um, let's say, creative coding developer. And then I have a developer who's more for the WordPress backend type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you should change all your images to WebP and then Google will rank you higher and et cetera. But I was you like, probably ranked number one already. Yeah, that was my point. And like, how many other Jeremy Bailey's are there? So for artists, a, how, how important is lot. SEO? Yeah, I think it's important early, but eventually if you're famous enough, like <laughs> I'm not that famous, but, no, but famous enough. But if I search your name, your website is the first result. Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't always that way. Oh, I like, see. I, I worked my entire life to make this. I have the whole first page. Oh, man, Google. the second link when I search your name is Utah man phones police to tell him he's killed his wife. Really? In Salt Lake that City. That show up for me. Jeremy oh. Bailey, 34, confessed to all three murders and remained on the phone until police arrived at his I've home. I've been getting a lot of murder up Google alert updates. Maybe that's why. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, look, I don't even have the whole first page anymore. There's some other people infiltrating here. Okay, here, here's here's <laughs> a little tidbit that I want to know some analytics. If you go to my website. Yeah. Um, so you're there on the homepage? Yeah, I'm just going. Wait, I am just want to quickly see if you have the whole first page. You do. Yeah. So you're on newrafael.com? Uh, almost. One sec. You have a Wikipedia. So yeah, no one's ever done that for me. Okay, here we are. Then... Uh, you know, there's 10, 15 posts on the homepage. If you click on exhibitions, mm-hmm. then if you mouse over the image, you can, there's a light box, like it makes a larger image. Uh, I have to click though. Yeah, yeah. I see the magnifying glass. Did you ever find that without me telling you? Oh, and now there's this arrow I can click through. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've no, no, I've never done this before. Yeah. So that's, that's the funny thing when you make a website and you're like, I'm going to build all these cool things and da, 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 and no one ever goes there. Well, I did, um, some work with artists once and I was like, I paid for them to do user testing. Cause I was like, uh-huh. have you ever user tested your website? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and they, you know, they haven't. So like it, you can, there are all these services out there to make it relatively cheap. But I think yeah. at the time I just had a paid account for work. Um, I mean, the, and I don't think we're used to doing that. As the, the, the obvious thing for most artists right now is to do Squarespace. Oh God, no! Have you used Squarespace? No, but I, I. So my situation is different. So if if you go to my website, for example, and you click on NFT. Yep. And then click, uh, scroll a little bit down to, for example, um, scroll down to the one called Diagram or another one. And click on it. I'm going to have to do a search for diagram. Though. Yeah. Okay, I found it. So click on it. It. I have this WordPress template that puts the source file of the NFT. Uh, yeah, it's like in a little shadow box. Yeah, but it, it's the actual HTML. So the, the piece that was sold was a video, but this is the source file. So if the collector ever wants to record it at a different resolution, they can. Okay. And so this type of stuff, I just could never have a Squarespace website because it, it's too custom. Of course. That, that, yeah. that was my point. But for most artists that are not... Uh, make, That's not an issue. That are, even media artists that... Back to that 
uh, cliche of like the cool demo video, they would be fine with a Squarespace website. The other reason I was critical of that, though, is that those videos became like the work because, you know, interactive works only worked for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when I was working in electronic art galleries, I was always like, okay, so does this work even exist if it's never working? But so what if the the demo video becomes the work? What's wrong with that? What's wrong is it's I mean, there's nothing wrong in so much as it's like, you know, uh, John Berger's ways of seeing or whatever, right? Because it's like, it's an image of the image. So, but we have to y- understand that we're also living in a different time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I know like, what you mean and I agree with you, but I want to, I want to debate it a little bit. Well, it, I mean, first of all, it gets confused with use value. So like, um, meaning like if we're creating documentation of our work, you you've already referred to a customer, which isn't you know for most artists is already the allergic language because you're saying a curator it might be the difference between them choosing to work with me or not right and so that's interesting to me. Oh, not only Just, that, I, I do think um, there's a certain stage in your career that you, most artists let's say they make physical work and then the galleries control their whole narrative and then mm-hmm. the artist can do Instagram, but Instagram is really focused on the latest. It's it's not yeah. an archive. And so when you're 40 or 50 years old and you want to show everything you've done, yeah. and then is Squarespace okay? Is I guess it's case by case. I, maybe I, I'll give you an example. I think this is why most older artists give up, though. Like Because we looked at a bunch of older artists' websites like Jeff Kuhn. But look at, sure look at Oliver Eliasson, because I, I think he probably will get the award for most professional website. But he has like apps and stuff out. You know, yeah, like he's yeah. Not but like... but go to his website just to okay see what it does. Okay, I'm on his website. Oh, you see the floating nice. iceberg. 3D rock. Oh. And then you scroll down, and it's like a playful layout or a playful grid or something. I cr- I clicked on the iceberg. And yeah. Now I'm floating through space. A 3D version of this website. Oh, all so of his work. Kind of net ID. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm in a metaverse type. So thing. this all his work. This idea of a floating world of works, I find yes. that a, a kind <laughs> of a, a zoomer, a, a boomer, like old person yeah. way of thinking about the web. But yeah, but then no, I agree. if you click on menu in the top okay, right, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, menu, mm-hmm. and then click on artworks. Yep. Oh, now it's just a flat list. Yeah. yeah. It's this, I was in the 3D view of this. But the, I thought this view. page was a pretty... I, I don't know if you know a better example, but I thought it was a pretty good design. I, I will give you this. The, the thing that's good about it is, versus the Cory Archangel links, is I can quickly browse with my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a quick way to scan an archive. But, but here... So we're, we're both mid-career. And so you've made a bunch of work. I've made a bunch of work. But we... I've kind of avoided making uh, this kind of grid with my physical works because I only want to show them in exhibition form. Mm-hmm. And you avoided to make a grid of YouTubes because you want to show them on YouTube and not... And websites, yeah, because I have a lot of websites too. Yeah, and so there is that hesitance to show everything. Yeah, so I link to the documentation and when the documentation's press or someone else's image... I could still do that in a format like this, I guess, as a browsing experience. But, uh, okay, uh, here's my argument. If you look at this this page with artworks of Olaf Eliasson, I think 
this is much more clear than any social media. Well, also, like, if you click in, have you clicked in on any of the yeah. works? You get these big images and then a video and a text description. Yeah, and so this and is tags. still superior than to <laughs> social media, if, if you want to dig into what he's doing. Yeah, I think if you're interested, it's like the coffee table book. But it's, of, but it's better know, than a book because it's free. Yeah. And it doesn't take up space on a shelf. I think this is professionally designed, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like an agency or something. Yeah, like for this. sure, for sure. And then if in the same menu, if you click on exhibitions, it's it's the same kind of grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure it's responsive on the big screen. You the grid might expand, and you need to have a staff to keep something like this up to date, though. I feel like a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't he have a hundred people in his studio? Yeah, it's a large studio. Yeah. So then you go back to the argument. Um, if an artist becomes this professional, can you still speak of an artist and do you lose something when you become an organization? That's why I said, I think most people listening or not to make any judgments about the, our artists, there are different people at different career stages, but like if you're in the early stages of your career, to your point, you might not have that many works, but also like the wrapper of the website is going to say, potentially say something about you too and so you're thinking about it conceptually because you're trying to stand out like Oliver he doesn't need to I mean if if like you were just starting out and you did something like this I guess it would be okay sorry no I I do think if if I would meet someone and they were like 22 and they were putting all their energy into creating a website as a a comprehensive as this I'm like don't waste your time just make new work well that's yeah you're right it's absurd yeah just make the work instead. Come back to this later in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think but, early but on, I remember sharing more of There's that argument of like, oh, if I look more professional, there will be more opportunities. Yeah, but I just don't know if curators are going to websites. I think on Instagram. I do think that um, when I was making my exhibition with the Folklong Museum, my website was very helpful for the the curator after we first d- decided to do a show, then to really dig through my work mm-hmm. yeah i think um just i read a statistic of like this is years ago that most curators and art buyers were using instagram at the time oh yeah um, for sure their primary search portal for art yeah but maybe you know it's the first uh, thing and then when you you know like you dig in after that yeah it, i was talking about um you used to have albums and the album would have a striking cover like a vinyl record, mm-hmm. and then you would yeah. open it up and there would be all this kind of extra information. Yeah. And somehow in the digital, on, on Spotify and, and iTunes, it's just the thumbnail. There's not much info. But then my friend was like, well, Wikipedia has the liner notes. That's where people go for that next step. And uh, That's a good point. But band websites really never go there. Yeah, I mean, if you go, you'd probably be on Spotify, though, and then you'd look at the bio on Spotify. And then, or, or Bandcamp or Discogs or websites like that. But yeah. I never am like, oh, I guess I really like Lego Belt's website, but um, he has... Like, I know, uh, well, we can go visit that, but I know Artsy was trying to become the aggregator oh, yeah. of art on the internet because they basically didn't, they were trying to solve this problem, which is like, where do you go to look at art or bra- and connect artwork to each other, right? Because... Say I like Jeff Koons, I want to see other artists like Jeff Koons. Who who does that? Who's doing that kind of indexing? Uh-huh. Like the Spotify of art. Yeah, yeah. And they tried to do that, but I never go to Artsy. <laughs> no, I, I always thought it should be 
a service that you pay for that's basically every art book ever made and uh, for 10 bucks a month on your iPad. Well, it, because it ends up being too shallow. Like if you go there, you get very little information on the work. Like I would challenge you to go check it out. You mean compared to a book? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then so they give you basically like the the technical details of the work without any of the conceptual or artist biography But this details. is a this is a good question because it feel like uh Books are really great to dig into an artist. And just, you can sit with a book for two hours and read, look at pictures. That's very hard to do on a website. You get exhausted. Mm-hmm. But that's why I read that, like, you know, in addition to Instagram, Pinterest is like one of the primary modes by which people oh. find other works. So it's not even artsy. But is it, it, it when you want to find out more about an artist? So what I do, oh, I, go to, I go to Pinterest. <laughs> what I do is I go to YouTube and I find long interviews with artists. I do that too. That's what I told you I do, right? Like I, I, I watched a Thomas Hirshhorn long interview yeah. this morning. I spent a half an hour. Something like that. And then there's, there's yeah. video in the studio. There's, they walk around the exhibitions. Yeah. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Yes. So I'm not against that. So does Thomas <laughs> Hirshhorn have a website? That's a good question. Uh, that would be one that I'd be interested in because he's so much about occupying contexts, like sites. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm googling. Hard to sell his name. It's Thomas Hirshhorn. Yeah. Yeah. There's a website, thomashirshhorn.com. Well, the first thing that comes up though is Art Twenty One is his documentary, and then okay, I'm on thomashirshhorn.com. It kind of looks like a blog. I am too. Click here to enter website. Ooh, I don't like the scrolling mechanism. Oh, the or, custom scroll thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shooting me. Scroll down. jacking, they call it, right? No, don't scroll jack me. this looks like a cigarette package warning label this whole website but i do like that he has a website (laughs) it's true it's true you wouldn't expect it almost from him like because he's a purist he'd be like i have the community make the website so the website (laughs) does feel diy like it's not trying to compete with something too professional so what i like also is that the images are not polished at all which fits oh yeah 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 so, and I'm glad he didn't put fake masking tape all over the website. <laughs> Though he does have draw like his drawings and sketches and stuff. So thumbs up for this website. I like it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it already because I love this. It's so ugly. Okay. Well, then can you go to <laughs> legovelt.org? Yeah. Tell me what you think. Gotta remember that's a W, not a V. Okay. Oh boy. A lonely LARPer on the LARPer net. Am I on the right place? Yeah. It, you, do you see it's it's red on the left and blue on yeah. the yeah. Animation films. But yeah, so this is if you intentionally click, naive. Yeah, click on synthesizers, then you see his studio and this stuff, I mean, this is back to the Olia stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, like, you know, it's GeoCities aesthetic as a... I mean, it's to me, it's too much with the wolf and the moon gif at the top. Like, at this point, I get it, but it's the joke's not funny for me anymore. Okay. But maybe you really but like what this. But what I do like about this website... It, if, it's funny? No, the, the fact that he's been filling it with content for 20 years. So there's just so much so in it there. Never, if you start digging, I get what you're saying. So yeah. like it, it's funny. It's not, it's not trying to you're be You're looking too cool. much at the form. And I think you would need yeah. more time to dig in because there's 
But there's tons of broken images when I go down into the archives. Yeah, but there is a lot. So, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's, let's focus on uh, <laughs> visual art websites. But uh, oh, I'm playing music now. Okay. I googled uh, Yayoi Kusama's website. Yeah, that's a good example. I love that one. It's very unprofessional. Or it was it was professional like, in in 2001. So for her cuz you know she would be like one of the biggest artists on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not JP, right? Oh my goodness. So cool, right? No. This looks like my teenager website Exactly. That I do. When do you think it was made? I don't want to say. Look, it's, it feels like like 1998. Well, there's an update. I see something from 2004. So <laughs> no, I see 2023 updates at the top of the page. Oh, no problemo. Yeah, maybe she makes yeah. it herself. The little animation. There's a slideshow, the but you need the flash player. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I need the plugin. <laughs> That's interesting. Pretty cool. I can email her though. That's okay, cool. so like, she, she, this is this is authentic old. This is not modernized old. So that we we should give her props for that. Site policy. I'm wondering what that is. Yeah, but do, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. This is real. Yeah, it's for real. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a a blast from the past. Yeah. Uh, and and reminds me of like how far we've come. But not responsive at all. But maybe it doesn't need to be because it's so small. Well, it is. Like a quarter of my screen. It's a fixed column, but there's a nice uh, background image that fills the rest of the space. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah, actually, it's the same background Chicago image. Chicago font huge... as a bitmap. That's pretty cool. I, I guarantee you this was made by an intern one summer. No, this was made by studio. an ad agency. And it was you really think? expensive. Yeah, she put a lot of money. That's why it's still online. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for this. Yeah, the sunk cost. I'm, what thousand. about Marina Abramovic or something? Oh, like let's that. see. She's your hero, right? No, <laughs> but I think you know I'm interested in what she's doing. Doesn't she? That's she cool. has an institute, the Marina. Oh, Abramovic. I see. But we don't want the institute. We want the person. Well, I, no, but I think that's the strategy. But there's MarinaAbramovic.com, and then it's it's like an essay you get. Okay, but the the institute, that's what I mean. Like, she's like... Oh, my God. I have if a you mission. Go to her, that's if you click on artwork on her website, it's broke, broken links. Okay, so I'll go to the institute, because maybe that's better. Yeah, but it, it's similar to you, where, where you feel like uh, you want to create a context that's bigger than you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. This one, The institute's not bad. No. But it's, it's like trying to reinvent scrolling. That's but it's a little bit... Mine. Um, like you can't scroll with your trackpad. You have to. Click it does on feel tiny like a arrow. website that's not updated very often. Well, there's only five images that go on repeat. Here yeah, and there's a video from 2020. Yeah. You know what they say about a website carousel? What do they say? Uh, it's evidence of a dysfunctional organization. You <laughs> can't decide what to put on the homepage. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, that's why I just go with the most recent. Yep. Okay. This is confusing. Yeah, I, I would say this is pretty bad. Doesn't make it. The, I don't the, even know the what's whole. Going I, I've been thinking about web design so much, and I'm quite an obsessive person with a lot of time on my hands. But uh, Instagram and Twitter, their web experience is not responsive. Yeah. Which is kind of shocking. You would think like, oh, they they have all the money in the world to make something amazing, and uh, well, it sends you to the app, though. No, no, no. Go 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 to Instagram. On my phone. 
No, on, on my phone. No, on the on the web uh, on your de- on your laptop. Oh, I see. You're gonna say it's fixed width. Yeah. No, it's responsive. It's responsive. Yeah, but the images are fixed. Yeah, sure. I guess they could have made the images uh, responsive. Yeah, but they didn't. Because I was like, how do I deal with images and the different screens and all this? I mean, the whole reason my work is scalable, my my internet art, is that I thought everything should be. I started mm-hmm. making responsive art, basically. That that was the premise. But then I make photos of installations, and then you have a portrait-oriented image, and then you're like, oh, shit. Well, if you're a pixel artist, you wouldn't want them scaling your image. If, like, you were doing pixel art. Yeah, but I don't do If you're, that. like... The, for that reason, I didn't do it, because I thought, oh, there's going to be different browsers. Mm-hmm. Different screens. Yeah. Got to respect the pixel. <laughs> Got to respect the space. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it does remind me of those, like, remember those websites that were, like, 100 pixels or whatever? Or not, a, like, you don't, like, you, you. it was, like, an auction for pixels. Oh, you mean the million-dollar homepage? Yeah, million-dollar homepage. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that, I that still the main takeaway from all this is that still works? I really love the web. Like, I still do. Mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot more time on the web than uh, in apps. But maybe I'm, I'm weird. Yeah. Well, when I was talking to you about this, you were like, I was like, well, I'm not, none, none of these work on my phone. And you were like, that's, you don't, let's not evaluate on the phone. And I was like, why? And, um, well, I thought on the phone, people are on Instagram and on the, I think that, but what I read into that was you didn't think the phone was a pure form of the web and cause it can't, it's like a post web form, yeah. it's, you know, like yeah. responsiveness and all of that. And it's and a more, Apple, it's a more an app environment than a browser environment. Well, exactly. And yeah. Apple originally, you know, they were, their theory was web apps would be bookmarks as apps on your oh, yeah. screen you, on you your iPhone. Just, yeah. And that was going to be it, you know, um, the sweet they solution they called it. it. HTML five. Wasn't it a sweet solution? <laughs> sweet solution. Yeah. yeah. But it also they were advocating for like web standards that were like, Web two point well, I guess it was almost yeah, it was Web two point because three point is the the new the new thing. But I I do think every now and then making a new website f- as an artist it can be really refreshing. I like think it's to exciting. Start from scratch? Yeah, it's just yeah. like oh, you know, it's, it, when I built the my new Raphael dot work the the yeah. NFT website, it did feel like you know how a lot of people at some point in their career they build a studio. It, kind of felt like okay i built my exhibition space why yeah but i mean why wouldn't you just have chat gpt build your website at this point like why would you do it yourself that's not the point the point is to make a new website doesn't matter the tool yeah <laughs> oh, okay the other thing is like i don't know if you've used any of these no code tools but like webflow and stuff mm-hmm. make it pretty easy to create a high-end site that's why when you said squarespace i was like a little cringe i don't think you could make an NFT minting website with one of those things. With Webflow? No, but there's like Telly, which is a Web3 um, website creator. There's a few others out there. But could you make um, on-chain art with surprise minting and all that stuff? I don't think so. You, you, no, you might have to bend some rules. But I, definitely with ChatGPT, you could. I feel like like you, nah, like you could prompt your way to it. Nah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Prove me wrong. I would be like, I'm going to say, in the style of a famous web artist named Raphael Rosendahl, create an NFT platform yeah, exactly. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good luck. Yeah. The exciting thing right now about ChatGPT, and maybe it's just like a one line thing here, we're getting near the end of the podcast, uh, is that 
um, it's now connected to the web. And so there is an argument similar to when mobile came along that the web interface or the way we display web pages could in theory change to be prompt based instead of, instead of you going to a, cause you keep, you're still insisted on this idea of a place when it's just data, right? It's, it's no, 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 no. It is a place because there's a domain name. I know this is a conceptual thing, difference between. No, you and but I think like if you say, let's go, when you put something on Facebook, it's a folder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, just like you were like, yeah, so, like you're, you're no, no, in front of older uh, this artists. is an interesting point because Instagram is a place we can agree on that. Like, let's go hang out in Instagram. It's a destination. It's a yeah. destination. And so the website is the only way for you as a digital citizen to have somewhat of a place. And you could say it's just, a, it's just 10 kilobytes of data, whatever. And I'm like, no, this is your place where you can control the experience and nobody tells you what to do. And that's sacred. But if you had your own display, and I'm not going to tell you what the display looks like, could be your laptop, could be your phone, could be something on your face. And you said, show me all the works by Raphael Rosendahl, only the red ones. Mm -hmm. And they just appeared in front of you. Yeah. Would, would that be your website? Would that be a place? Yeah. As long as it's not like I'm in the Facebook VR world and I made my little gallery that Zuckerberg set the ground rules. Mm. I think we're 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 heading towards a placelessness that you're not ready for. That's what I'm. That's my that's my warning. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I I just I, I really I love you about... this idea of of. Um... Well, let me just share one thing with you. No, no, but, uh, let me just finish. But I really love the idea that well, a website is is an artist museum that is free from updates from outside. So you you control. That's why it's nice that there's some of these really old ones. Yeah, it's a it's like actually I'll use Thomas Hirschhorn language. It's a monument, not a museum. Okay, and it's sure. temporary, not permanent. But it only exists in our memory. Really. What what work of yours has been visible longer than that original website you showed me your your Winamp portfolio? Well, that's a great example. Good point. You win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no one goes there. Like it's an obscure URL. No one goes there because you should make that the main link on your Twitter. <laughs> I should redirect all traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Just one post a day about that website. Yeah. So I was having a conversation today with someone. It was a top secret conversation. And they were talking about, I won't, I'm going to use abstract terms so that I don't reveal what they're working on. But they're like, you know, what if you took all of the knowledge that you'd accumulated, all your work, and you fed it into a data model that could then become like, um, like a chat bot version of yourself? <clears throat> that people get interact with to, so they're like talking with you which mm -hmm. sounds like we've had this talk before yeah i mean we and could train a, a bot on on the 200 episodes of our podcast and probably figure it out yeah yeah exactly and then it would be like okay i made you know i'm gonna i'll take care of it from here yeah but uh, it's not i'm not talking about generation i'm talking about like interpretation and I think a web page is an interpreter. So it like, except that you're, it's like a manual transmission. Well, no, I, I, I think you're thinking from the technology, but I'm thinking mm -hmm. there was a website. I can't remember the name of the artist, but he made interactive work and Rainier, my programmer worked with him and it was interactive video. So you could do all kinds of things. He would be, there'd be a video of him on a treadmill and you could speed it up or slow it down and slap him and, <laughs> And yeah. it's it's just the type of thing that 
was possible Flash at era. the time. And yeah. now in the age of TikTok and YouTube, no one would even think of that. So there, there's a... Yeah, yeah. And that's... That was conceptually interesting at that time. Now we're like, uh, well, there's live live streams on TikTok. Yeah, but, but what's interesting to me about it is it's still... Um, there's something about... Technology is, is cumulative. So new things happen. Doesn't mean the old thing is gone. And so websites are, no, are right. the older yeah. version of, of the internet, and now there's all kinds of new layers. Uh, but they're still there. It's interesting. Well, then we really should go to like um, the internet archive and kind of browse back to your original website. Oh, sure. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. And like we'll choose a year. But so the, I think the the interface like the homepage would be there but the the workspace so I'm on the web wayback machine and I'll put in rafaelrosendahl.com you say you say it's going to be different oh there's an emulator for an old flash piece of mine oh wow <laughs> okay we can go back to I can go back to 2003 it looks I have like. I haven't it was playing a, a, an old animation of mine that's not online anymore in a, in an emulator. Can I show you? Yeah. You're, how are you going to show me? Uh, well, I'm going to share the link on Skype. Oh, great. Yeah. Look at that. Another place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Click to begin. What is this button? Yeah, it's it's an emulator. Oh, launching emulator. It takes a while, but then it Whoa. starts playing the animation. It's got awesome sound that I can't turn off. Whoa, <laughs> that was amazing. I encourage all of our listeners to visit the unknown link I just visited. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet archive. Oh, uh, that was cool. It was Pretty like cool. video game music and flashing strobing stuff. So you never recreated that work? You just let it die, drift into infinity? Yeah, but someone found it. Only to be captured it. by the net. Yeah. yeah, the internet is written in ink, as they say. Mm-hmm. The World Wide Web catches everything. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, so this was an experiment. I don't know how successful it was. Our listeners are going to have to let us know because <laughs> if this was live, <laughs> was this was cool like or a... was this torture? <laughs> yeah. Well, what I would like to do is also look at a site and like critique it from. Uh, the standpoint of conversion, like where there's a goal and you're trying to get someone to do something. And I think what a lot, like this well, is more of a summary. Like a gallery website. Well, it's more of a summary. Exactly. It's more of a summary of what we just did where I think the goal for the artist is not to confuse you, but to like disorient you. Like, look at all this stuff I've created. Look at this. Like it's like a journey of self-exploration, but that's not the way most websites are organized. So most websites I are organized with a specific goal. One of the most pro gallery websites is davidsverner.com. But, oh, the, yeah, but then it's name. funny if you go to zwerner.com because they don't have that domain name. Wait, go to zwerner. Oh. Uh, so zwerner.com is not. It's the Rolf Zwerner swing combo. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. And they must be so upset about this. I mean, you could buy that. Yeah. I can I can buy .com, but I'm not buying it. Like I, I, I've been offered it a few times. How much? I think it was like ten grand or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, davidsverner.com, and then you know it's the artist exhibitions, books, all the stuff. 
Looks okay. Yeah, what do you think? I'm curious because with your corporate lens, your web design knowledge, what do you think? No, well, every gallery website, unfortunately, fails the test um, because I land here and it's an image with no explanation. Um, well, that's art. And so <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> art is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's not self-explanatory. And so then you scroll for more information and you just get more confusion. Okay, now there's another work, another one I don't But understand. isn't that exactly what a gallery is supposed to do? Is, the... is it though? It shouldn't be like... You just said, you told me it was about it's guiding the collector. We'll send it to your home. Da, da, da. Look, you said it was about guiding the collector. So if I click on the invisible hamburger menu and it's extremely bad usability to just have the three lines and no... Not the word menu. But click there. on the word artist, and then you scroll down. There's just thumbnails okay. for the artist. Oh God, yeah. You're such what a snob. I thought this was a good website. It's a good website for artists to look at, and I'm sure that's how it was critiqued because artists worked at the gallery. But if you're trying to improve, like the number of collectors that you know, or like get well, them let's, to buy, let's works, agree that they're doing pretty well because they're like the. Number because the bar is so low. Because the, so, uh, the bar is so low. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like we, like because it's we're not. I, th I my argument would be that art and artists have not kept up with the pace of cultural production I see, I see. in terms of the web, and so it's like a form that they pioneered. We talked about the vernacular web that was almost pioneered by artists, but kind of not. Um, and the public and private companies have run off with the internet sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. artists have been left in the dust but so when we think of pop stars we don't think of their websites it's all social media like if you were to go to like taylorswift.com yeah well let's see what what her website is like biggest artist on the internet or in the world yeah wow look at this pre-order now i know what to do yes, i see what I you will. mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty hideous, but uh, regardless, I, it is clear what I should I be doing. I don't get what the big deal is about her. It has to do with nostalgia to your point. Isn't she a bit bland? Of course, yeah. But we're like we're not going to summarize Taylor Swift in the next two minutes. Okay. So. This site, though, I, I'm i a little bit surprised at how poorly designed it is. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. Like this website probably gets... A miller percent of the visits that she gets on YouTube or Instagram. Yeah, because I think she earns five hundred million dollars a year. So clearly, she's not putting even one percent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the priority list. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure she has an entire team to manage her social media. I just mean, if you went to a startup that has basically just started like two weeks ago, their website's probably going to be superior to <laughs> to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, so maybe that, the, I yeah. guess the conclusion is websites don't matter, but if you enjoy it, then make something nice. I think they don't matter once you're famous. That's what we've, as far as we've that tell, I don't like, agree with, but yeah. The bigger the artist, it seems the worse the website almost. Yeah, I guess, I guess, but yeah. I think it's more about what's fun. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I really love the web. I, I just do. Okay, here's another faux pas of Taylor Swift's top right hand corner. Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr? <laughs> well, let's go to Tumblr. Twitter. Let's see. I thought Tumblr got shut down. <laughs> nope. Somehow she's still running Tumblr. <laughs> wait, wait. And it's up to date with the latest information. <laughs> so cool. Wait, wow. wait, how do I go there? I don't even know. You click on the Tumblr button. But where's the Tumblr button? 
Oh wait, I, it's the the T next to the Twitter. No, Twitter. I have an extension that blocks all kinds of social media links. Oh, she has Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, basically everything. No Pinterest though, so that's a huge disappointment. <laughs> yeah, you think that she would have a lot of suggestions <laughs> for what to wear on a wedding? Yeah. Yeah. But you know why I looked her up was also because she owns all. She doesn't rely on a label. She owns all her own stuff. So she's her own. Yeah, enterprise. but then so she is on social media. So she doesn't own that stuff. She doesn't mm-hmm. own that space. Like if I went to TinaTurner.com, R.I.P. I wonder how good that is. So she does have a few more followers than us on Instagram. Tina Turner is not doing very well with the website. No, it's very much like it's flash era kind of thing with like menus that animate in. (laughs) (laughs) But this is now her monument. You heard Tina Turner died, right? Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Okay. Well, I don't know how much more I have. Uh, I I like that we took a journey from Jody to Taylor Swift. Yeah. To Tina Turner. I, I tried to rescue it right there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks for doing that. I'm happy to do something similar again, but I would, you know, like we could do I artist think apps. I, I want to do it live sometime and do website reviews in front of an audience. That that would be really fun. Okay. But I, I mean, I think we'd have to get better at it. Like our criteria. Were what are you talking about? Place. We're so good. <laughs> good enough. Have you heard any other podcast that reviews artist websites that was better than in this? real time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's everyone considered it. We made our Probably own category. Not. So we're the leader. A friend did message me and they're like, they were a listener and they're like, they were from a product management background. Uh, shout out to Mark who asked a question the other day and he's like, there's definitely nothing else like it. <laughs> I mean, that's like the was, story of my life. It's compliment. like, is it good? Is it bad? But yeah, there's nothing else like it. There's nothing so, yeah. else like that. Yeah. Yeah. We could also just like fart into the mic. <laughs> I, no, there are stream. podcasts that do that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Andy Kaufman, but that's not yeah. very original. But okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. uh, thanks for listening. And then next week we'll do a listener question. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go back to that. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.